0: Like our content? It's funded by viewers like you. Please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of New Church Live today. Good morning, friends. Welcome to the New Church Live podcast. I am Pastor Chuck Blair. It's wonderful to have you here joining us at New Church Live, a church where we really focus on being caring, accepting, and relevant. This podcast is designed so we can share each other's stories. We can talk about spirituality and talk about Christian New Church theology and how all that comes together. And in this particular episode, we will explore the topic of heaven, focusing on how heaven really comes down to three things and these are the three people place and purpose and this is a really interesting topic it's a great way to sort of hold the 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 inevitable losses of life and to see what lies beyond to get a sense of what heaven is like and how heaven can maybe even in some ways be reflected in our lives here and now so thank you so much for joining us enjoy the episode Hey, friends, Pastor Chuck Blair here with my dear buddy, Curtis Childs. And today, what we're going to be talking about is is people in heaven. And, uh, you know, years ago, Mitch Albom had a very famous book called The Five People You Meet in Heaven, which is actually kind of a very Swedenborgian esque New Church-esque kind of thing to talk about. And I thought today, that's what we would discuss. So I'm just like Curtis introduce himself, and then I'm going to go ahead and start shooting him some questions.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, people in heaven, like who... Who's going to say no to that? Like I don't like I don't like people. I don't like heaven. Um hey everybody, I'm Curtis Childs. I'm executive director and uh I would call myself assistant to Chuck at New Church Live. I also work as the vice president of programming at the Swedenborg Foundation. So I spend my days talking New Church theology with people on the internet and, and I love doing it.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, and I'm looking forward to that discussion because you're right, Curtis. Like, it's just it's interesting. This is something we intuitively know. I mean, most people, you know, work with a lot of people end of life stuff. And they're always talking about, like, who are they going to meet on the other side? And there's grandpa waiting for me. All those all those things.
1: Then so nobody Curtis, misses a beat with that. I mean, you just like in a TV show, if somebody dies, they suddenly like see their their grandfather's like nobody, nobody pauses at that. I think there's just an intuitive sense that. Yep. Yep that happens.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. uh, It does appear to ring true. And, and so Curtis, like from a, from a new church perspective, that, that sort of that being introduced to people starts right, 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 right at the get-go, right? We pass away. And then from a, from a Christian new church perspective, what, what is it that happens, you know, when we pass away? Like who are the first people we meet?
1: Okay, man, I, for, for Swedenborg Foundation, I just talked about, I, and the host of a YouTube channel that's called Off the Left Eye. And that's a that's a weird name for a YouTube channel, and I picked it because it was weird, but it is straight out of one of the New Church Theology books, out of Swedenborg's books, and it's straight out of the middle of the story that he tells of what happens right after you die, like of, of your awakening in the other world. And he describes the process. You think about how many people are going to the spiritual world every day i'm i'm sure there is variation within the process i'm sure it's not always fits these these exact stages but the, the stages he describes um have to do with it seems like a very like a safe comfortable comforting and staged progression into the afterlife so he he describes the sense of having his spirit leave his body and he says, initially, he is surrounded by the, the most loving angels that, that exist. So he calls them heavenly, or in some translations, celestial angels. And these are people, to Swedenborg, all angels are just people who, who used to be alive. But are. it's like if you think of, first, you're a kid, then you're an adolescent, then you're a young adult, then you're an adult, then you're old. The next thing would be, then you're an angel. It's a stage in human progression. And these celestial angels are are people like us who have really made love. Love is what's important. Uh, I put love above my, you know, my ego and my judgments and and my even my desire to be right. Uh, I I want to try to follow love and and love being what what God is in essence. So I want to follow God's love to to the human race. So these people, super, um, you know, like a heart centered, friendly kind of group around Swedenborg as he's making this transition. And actually, this is even before his sort of spiritual mind wakes up. He's just in this space of love and actually describes the angels making sure that nothing enters his mind that's not love-focused. So it's a very like, gentle wake-up. And then from there, as he starts to stir and, and wants to explore what's around, then those angels leave, and there are these other angels he calls spiritual angels, and these are people... Who are more focused on wisdom? They have they they love love as well, but they're more focused on like learning and, and and how to do things. And he says it's there. It's it's that it seems like a covering is peeled off of his left eye, which has a symbolic sense that gives him sight. So it's like those angels are there because they're perfect to answer all the questions you're going to have when you wake up, and then they know exactly you know ha, ha, what's too fast, what's too slow. So there's just like this everybody's suited to the the kind of stage you're in and so from there it's, it's sort of choose your own adventure because angels don't want to leave anyone ever so they will stay with you for as long as you want if you get kind of bored and I want to go and see this over there and do that they'll they'll help facilitate it but the the wake up goes from love to wisdom and then once you're on your feet it's it's where you lead yourself
0: that's beautiful and I love I always love the idea right that there's no fear fear in it uh, you know, it's it's interesting. because right? I'll talk to people sometimes who uh, with the loved ones passing. Sometimes passing is really traumatic. Car accidents, violence, yeah, uh, you know, severely debilitating disease that's very painful. And it just seems to me, Curtis, that, that the awakening process just doesn't have any of that fear to it. I mean, would that be an accurate way to say that?
1: Yeah. And I it's he describes that there's there's specific efforts made to make sure that you you're you're comfortable and happy when it happens. He talks about those angels that that stop, keep any, I think in the, the New Century Edition translation, it says any, any concept that does not taste of love from entering your mind. So nothing that's going to disturb you, nothing that's going to scare you, nothing that's going to worry you is even allowed into your mind initially. And he also talks about angels m- making sure that no sort of negative influence or, or nobody that with ill intention can get anywhere near you. So it is very much like intentional managed calm and a feeling of safety that, that you're supposed to start with. And then that, yeah, that's not just like a side note that that's one of the main things.
0: That's uh, beautiful. So I'm going to do a very Curtis-esque thing right now. All right. Which is, which is follow the yellow brick road. So the journey starts, we follow the yellow brick road. And then eventually there ends up being right. The scarecrow, the lion, the tin man, there ends up being these, these uh, fellow travelers, what do you
1: think yeah. of them? Yep. I I was well, I was just at at New Church Live. Um a, after I, I gave New Church Live and there was someone in the audience there or the congregation there who had watched some of the Youth the Swedenborg Foundation YouTube videos and she talked about how uh, a video that we did with, about the Lord's Prayer and sort of the spiritual meaning of that inspired her to do this create this system around healing that follows the template healing from trauma that follows the template of the wizard of Oz. And like, you, you kind of like, you experience trauma and then you reawaken your, your mind and your heart and your courage and all that. So um, yes, fellow travelers, let's see. Um, yeah. You, a spiritual world or afterlife is all about you, you, you go where your heart feels it belongs. So there is a period of self-discovery in the afterlife because there's so many things that, can impinge on you. Like I get, I get really cranky when I'm hungry. I get like low blood sugar, and I get cranky, but also just like can't think well. Like if I had a, a snack before we got into this, because I'm like, well, twenty minutes into this, I'm not going to be able to stack two words on top of each other if I don't have. So that's 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 not necessarily my spirit. There's this, there's an impingement from my body who knows that the people I know, whatever it is, there's, there's some soul searching to do before we really know who, who we are and what we want to be. So that's like the journey that you're going that's the journey down that yellow brick road of like, where does my heart want to go? Uh, And it's, and it is also a, a final sorting out of choosing, like, do do I, do I love love or do I love selfishness? (laughs) Do do I, because the, there's no, there's no like, oh, there's a punishment. Like there's a hell that you get punished and put into, and there's a heaven that you get rewarded and put into. It's just um, things, people that are similar gravitate toward each other. So people that are similar gravitate toward each other. And the thing that really makes us who we are deep down is, is what we, love and what we care about what we what we enjoy doing and and intend to do and if i if i have like chuck i know you you've got like a you care a lot about if somebody's in need or or somebody somebody's hurting like you you want to be there you know you care about what they're going through what their experience is and you can have whole communities that that are really like people who are like that you know you 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 can breathe most fully around other people who are like that people uh people who are like super competitive and uh, you know, like there's just all kinds of people but you have to kind of you you as i understand it you kind of get to go around and be around different scenes and see like is this really me or is there like there's a part of me that's in this scene but i actually i don't want to be there and you and that's the way you can kind of shed that part there's, there's sort of like a a process of i think about it like a centrifuge where the, everything's all mixed up in a vial but you go through this process and that the heavy stuff or the negative stuff goes to the bottom, good stuff goes to the top. Um, and so obviously God and all the people who are what you call angels, they want you come come here, come over to heaven. Like heaven and heaven is just that just means um the enjoyment of doing what is useful and, and beneficial to other people. That is a central defining feature of what 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 Swedenborg calls heaven. Um and hell is like the central that's just another word for. Uh, I don't care about how anyone else is doing and actually I I kind of want to um I want to stand out above them I want to I, I want to boss them around whatever whatever is an expression of I am superior to everyone else that's the like hell vibe so that that kind of ruins the the sort of communal like selfless um love that that is heaven so people people that that are into negative stuff don't really like being around these happy clappy people so everyone goes to where they feel most comfortable but it can take some time and some exploration to be like where do i really want to be who do i really want to be
0: yeah and i love i love the idea boy that's beautifully well said curtis you know I love the idea that we're, we're trying to find our native tongue you know yeah. it's like, this is our native language we just kind of know it we we feel at home with it and, and we get that experience here in this life right like there's just some people who we naturally gravitate towards and it just feels home i mean just just simply simple as that
1: I am um, so this weekend. I think my home in, is more and more becoming people who are into new church theology. Yeah, because this this weekend with Sweetmore Foundation, we had our annual meeting and like some events where some donors came through. And as soon as anybody starts talking about some idea in there and how they're it's making their life better, I'm just like, I know you, like <laughs> right. we're buddies. I, I even if I just met you, it's like not we're we have something in common uh-huh. and. And I think that the cool thing about the spiritual world is as Swedenborg describes it, is like you you find it's both like one it's both about the whole, but also about your very like individual group. We just did this show on it where we're saying which like which is heaven? Is heaven the small town, small village tucked away under a mountain where you know all your neighbors? Like is that heaven or is heaven the big bustling cosmopolitan city where there's information like which is heaven? And it seems like it's both because in heaven you have people who are kind of your your soulmates. Like these are people who care about similar things and and think similarly, and they just feel like I totally get you, and that you totally get them. And you according to Sweetmore, you you bond and you kind of you have a community together, and you're very tight knit there. And yet, all of you are thinking about the good of the whole. So you don't you're not there like. We're, we're, we're so awesome and, and we're happy. And, and that's all we really think about. You want to pull your resources and your, your talents to do something that benefits the rest of the human race, that's, that's part of what heaven is. And there's, there's sort of also this sharing of love among everybody who's devoted to it. So it's this mix of the, Hey, it's I'm sitting here with the people I would just want to sit with and, and live in life with them. And we're totally devoted to everybody everywhere.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's such a, you know, and Swedenborg uses that image of the grand man, the grand human, and that idea of like, it's like the body, nothing can, I can't take my liver out and sort of set it on the kitchen counter and just expect it to exist. Like not going to work so, so well.
1: Yeah. Dude. um, Paul, you know, the Christian guy, Paul, he says he gives this great talk in, 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 in the epistles where he says, can the head say to the foot, I have no need of you. <laughs> the human body that in in new church theology, Swedenborg says that that human body is absolutely the image of heaven, that that's how heaven works, that it is this total interdependence, everything needs everything else, and everything is different. Yeah. So so you may be a liver kind of person. what is I mean, what does the liver do? It purifies. Right, and it also creates bile, which allows you to digest. It's about getting the right things in the body. So people who are somehow about no, this idea maybe it's this idea is harmful, or we need to be able to break this down more, whatever it is. There's people like that, and they all think a certain way and get together. My dad was just in; he's an engineer, Mm -hmm. and he was just you know on a business trip into Asia, and they were all he was describing how he was having to teach these people how to use this particular i don't know some software thing and it was all these engineers and i can just like they all think similarly and they know how like there's variety within it but there's a certain kind of person and they can focus in and solve these problems and in this wonderful way and because of them we're able to talk on these computers right they, they build that stuff it's a certain kind of person so you, you don't say to those engineers, hey, I, I want you to come over here and and sing an opera for us. People people have a certain way they are and certain things they like and don't like. And the, the human body is a form that shows you need all those different kinds of things. You need people who are artistic. You need people who are mathematical. You need people who are doers. You need people who are visionaries, all that stuff. And every no no one part can say oh i'm better than than you like who's gonna do it is the brain gonna say i'm the greatest part okay let's stop the heart and see how the brain's doing then let's get rid of the skull and see how the brain's doing then it's just like no every swedenborg says this in his writings which i love is that heaven is really about the kind of unions where one party is nothing without the other but together they become something
0: yeah and that just and isn't that just like fascinating right and we and we live in a society that sort of, um, all right, I'm going to rant here for a second. It's so easy to really think that we live in this sort of hyper-competitive environment where actually I don't, you, I don't need you, and I don't need you, and I don't need you, and I don't need you. But then even even in this existence, when we step back, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, of course you need it all, you know? Yeah. And there is no, exist- there's no existence without it.
1: To, to say, I don't need you, I don't need you is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because even if let's say I'm some like super successful freelance guy and I'm doing entrepreneurialisms, and I didn't I didn't make this computer that I'm benefiting from, I didn't make my smartphone that I'm benefiting from, I didn't make the internet that I'm benefiting from. I, a lot of the techniques I'm using and things I didn't invent. I also am the product of thousands of generations of people. I was I somebody clothed me and cared for me when I was a helpless infant. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Get out of here with that. And and I think the the layer that goes beyond that, that, that we learn in New Church theology is that every moment we owe our existence to God. Yeah. Every moment, everything good that we can do, everything we can accomplish, we owe that to God as well. We don't, you know, we don't have to give him credit for it. He's not going to force us, but it's the truth. And heaven works as well as it does because everybody there recognizes it and only wants to do their part for the whole within the body. If there's any part, that's like, I don't need any of you that that's called cancer. Right. I mean, that, that does absolutely not work the best. You can maybe be an amoeba like that, but you can't be a human being like yeah.
0: that. No, I need it, Yeah. And, and it's, 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 it's beautiful to think, right? Again, so much of it as in heaven, so upon the earth, like how do we live like that here is a whole nother line of thinking we're not going to go into, but I do just briefly want to say, just imagine we could live like that, right? Where I'm really understanding, oh yeah, that's your contribution to make. And I have to celebrate it, discover it, uh, support it. That's very different than a, than a hyper competitive believing there's only one way.
1: I And I will sometimes try to think about it like the body. If there's somebody who's different than me and kind of think, well, what are they like? Are they, are they sort of, are they like a bone? Like, are they rigid? And that's why, you know, you have to have rigid bones, flexible muscles to have any movement. So it, are they more rigid or more flexible? Are they sort of like, you know, surfacy and like, like get some things done or are they more like introspective? Like th- there's some part of them that I need to exist yeah. just be looking for that.
0: Yeah. It's really, it's really well said, really well said, Kirst. Um, You know and uh, 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 you know, along with that line of thought, right? So, so we have all these different people and, and we kind of find our tribe. We, we, we find our, 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 our soul mates with a plural, but then Swinburne also puts out there the idea of a soul mate, you know, and I, I love the phrase, uh, you know, you'll hear it referred to in in New Church theology, oftentimes as conjugal love. I also really am fond of the the phrase, the Celtic phrase "Anam Cara," which means soul friendship, and it's it's like uh-huh. a unique form of love um, that 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 has a lot of friendship to it, has a lot of love to it, and and uh, yeah. So, so you know, Curtis, like talk a little bit about that. Like, okay, so we we're on this journey, we kind of meet our tribe, meet our tribe, meet our tribe, and then all of a sudden we meet the one.
1: Yes. So I said earlier that heaven is composed of partnerships where each one is nothing without the other but they are something together. Yeah. And I, this is something that occurs all across creation. There is there even even love and wisdom are like partners to each other. That that one one needs the other. And just like there's a yes, like you said there's a tribe for us. Where there's people who are like us, there's there's somebody that is so close to you, or so not like so similar to you, but so compatible with you that you can form. What, yeah, Swedenborg calls it conjugal love, which people think you're misspelling conjugal love, <laughs> but it's actually is a different Latin word, and it's it's like a you know it's like a rom com type thing where absolutely there's a there's a perfect partner for you that that you can be married and be your relationship can get better and better and better forever he says that we are made in every little part with the potential to to conjoin and actually that's a lot of where the joy of heaven comes from yeah and it does you the the route to which we get there is can look all different kinds of ways so there's Swedenborg says that you, sometimes you you meet your soulmate when you're on earth and you you get married and and you st- but even even on the other side if you've like you you've been married and divorced and remarried or something you get to kind of sit down with people that you've had relationships with and figure out was there this deep compatibility it sounds like it's all very amiable but you and it may be that it's no one you've been with and you you go and find them or maybe it's someone you have but everybody who wants it will have this relationship provided because it's what we're, we're meant for. And that within that you enter this state where you're, you're, you're always thinking so much of someone else and, and how you can benefit them that it, it, you mimic God because God is always thinking that way about us. Mm-hmm. Like he's, we're, we're sort of the center of his life mm-hmm. and it is um you mentioned friendship. Yeah. He said the states of conjugal love are uh, innocence, peace, inmost friendship, trust but it really is that the friendship is like the core of it so because you can have a just because two people are together doesn't mean that they're friends and doesn't mean that everything where it's a a marriage pairing is an image of this thing i mean he, swedenborg talks about the hellish marriage which which he by that he means when you're in a relationship but somebody wants to dominate the other one because conjugal love is the opposite of that. It is like you you don't you only ha- he says a mutual desire of the mind and the heart to do the other one every good and that that's where you can get to. So it's not something that is like in any way dysfunctional or oppressive or stifling to someone. This is and it's it's not something that we can oh well if my marriage right now doesn't look like that something's wrong like that this is this is something you aspire to and continue to get better and better at. But I think the thing that's comforting to a lot of people is people who have had their spouses die and they don't know like, do they still exist anymore? And and are they gone? Are they waiting for me? But according to Swedenborg, you can, you can still, you're, you're actually, you can kind of be dwelling together in spirit, yeah. even if somebody's on the other side. It's cool, man. There's a, there's, there's a lot of teachings about it that, you know, there's a reason why we we're like, Oh yeah. Like I mentioned romantic comedies or there, there's something in the spirit that that knows, oh, there's something cool about that kind of joining. And Swedenborg seems to say, oh, yeah, that that, that comes from our awareness of this f- fundamental relationship that that each of us will will be in uh if if we opt in.
0: Ah, uh, Chris, it's beautiful. And I, I just wanna I just want to offer a commentary on that as a pastor. And sometimes people will point out and they'll say, well, there's this line in the Bible where Jesus says they are they're not given in marriage. Um, they're neither married nor given a marriage. And, and, and I would just, uh, you know, if you're watching this, like you got to look at the context of that, right? Cause the context was this woman whose husband had died and she gets passed down through like five different husbands and she's just property. And, and Jesus is like, no, that's not marriage. You know, that's, that's not it. And that's what yes. it's talking about. Like, that's not the marriage that, that we're talking about here. We're talking to marriage that it's like this of two equals, you know?
1: Yeah. I think we did a show on on the off the left our YouTube channel I think we did a show like why did Jesus say they never marry our given marriage so if you search that that might come up yes absolutely um any any uh desire for control or domination snuffs out the the that that relationship um any kind of like uh, unfaithfulness or it's a, it's sort of a fragile flower um but but what it is is good I don't think anyone if you saw the full thing would be like, well, that, I, I don't like that. That's that, you know, that's not fair to so-and-so or something. I think it it is something that is just genuinely enriching. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be mind your son or daughter getting into it, you know?
0: No, no, not at all. All right, Curtis. So, so last question here. So um when you think about for yourself and you think about, you know, your life, life here has ended and you're moving on and, uh, you know who will be you know share with us somebody who you would really like to talk to on the other side. Somebody you have a an idea like, yep, this will yeah. be one of the five people we meet in heaven. Well, this will be yeah. one of my five, I'm sure. I'm
1: starting to rack them up now. I <laughs> just recently uh, my my grandmother on my mom's side, Donette, died, and she it was a couple of years ago now. But she was so she was someone who had her husband die when she was still pretty young and as, and she had just been like really a belie- believing in that he's still out there and they're still they're still married and she was always thinking and talking about the afterlife but lived this long life where she did did so much helping and when she when she died i remember thinking like there's a lot of people i want to go over there and see um but i really think the person i want to i would think will probably would be there first would be my sister who she died when I was only six. So I don't, I don't even really remember what she's like or, but, but I always sort of thought of her as kind of watching over me. And I, that'll be one of the whoa moments when I get there. I mean, I hopefully by the time I get there, my, my mom and dad are there and everything, but it will definitely be a special moment to be like, Oh, Annika that's, that's what you're like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What I love, I love the idea too, right. That those, that those people will, will know them. You know, we'll just we'll know them. They'll know us, and there'll be that that recognition. Will be really fast.
1: Why? Yeah. Why would it? If we weren't gonna, if that was all going to disappear, why go through life?
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> right. And also, also with um, <clears> them, <throat> you know, neither married nor given in marriage. Why? Why would this life be more rich and full and complex and meaningful? than the afterlife like everything everything here is just a reflection of of the real deal that's there yeah so uh, yes absolutely you know those people um and what what is there any greater thing than thinking part of you at least thinking this person is dead like they're gone and then they realize they're alive it's kind of like when uh he has risen everyone's so excited that we thought jesus was dead and he's still alive that's the that's the kind of energy I think you you find. I can't believe this is too good to be true.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Well, Curtis, a huge thank you. So I really appreciate your time, and and uh, again, you can look up more off the Left Eye videos. We'll we'll give you some more insights into this, and uh, as well as new Church Live material. So thank you for joining us, Curtis, and thank for all of you out there online joining us as well. Until we chat again next time. Thank you, and Chris, I'll allow you to do a little sign off.
1: Sure, and you don't even you don't even have to thank me because I can't think of a better way to spend my time and talk talk through the uh, these awesome concepts. Um, thanks for having me, everybody. Thank you for for watching New Church Live and and your support of it. It's this, you're what make it go and, and what make it worth talking about this kind of stuff because of the the way that we we see all of you like trying to live the good life and, and put principles
0: into action. So thank you. Great. All right. Take care, folks. Thank you so much for joining me on today's New Church Live podcast. You can find other resources and links to the topics discussed in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and to rate and review the podcast. It's the single best way to support us, and it is free. Wishing you all the very best. Take care.